Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome back to Dumb Scum and Villainy, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover artists and improvisers explore the underworld of this Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. I'm your host, Blotto the Toydarian. This series features our Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Abraxas Brash Core, Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, and Ada McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Fonzie. 
having been sent by Agrippa the Hutt to intercept an Imperial shuttle, our heroes have arrived at a refueling station they've dubbed the Pleasure Tumor. Forming a plan, they decided Vic will grab attention as a high roller in the casino, Waka Waka Fonzie will start a fight ring, and Brash will focus on stealing their prize. There, you're caught up. So get out of my shop or spend money. No credits, only money. So you've arrived at Anarch 3, a refueling station that has since been retrofitted with a pleasure tumor. <laughs> Um, a large um, sort of combination bar, pleasure dome, um, casino. Uh, and when I say casino, I really do mean it in like an airport casino kind of way. Like there's slot machines and like maybe a couple card tables and possibly a roulette wheel, but it's not a fully functioning thing by any stretch. Um, there's a lot of like video gambling machines uh, everywhere. So <clears throat> you come out of uh, hyperspace uh, and you can kind of see it in the distance. And sure enough, it looks like uh, essentially a space gas station with a giant, weird, um, multi-faceted uh, pleasure tumor stuck on the side. Like it's. It, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's, no, no, it's honestly, just a mechanical <laughs> testicle yeah, on the it's, side it's of good, a gas station. It's, it's good shorthand. Um, but it really does look like several different things. You can actually see like part of a ship welded on. Like it, it's very much an improvised like. Oh, we need room for another card table. All right. Well, I've got a shipping container. Dope. Let's cut a hole in the wall. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think um, to each of you will probably view the station slightly differently. Um, for you, Brash, I think this, this, like, I think there's a part of your brain that's like a little bit deeper than the rest of it that's just like, the part that actually hopes for things and is excited for things. And this is what being a smuggler and a rogue fucking should look like. Like this is, this is proper. Yeah. This is still like romantic. Like I'm actually on the team working for somebody who didn't actually threaten us terribly much. Like I'm working with my uncle who's kind of kicks ass. We've got like a dumbass, but I'm going to sell his ship, which is vaguely satisfying. And I could probably skim some stuff and like, we've got a plan, but I think there's also at like the core, because I've been so like, I've never been able to build anything. Or, or, like, have my own things back mm-hmm, on Falling mm-hmm. and I'm out. That when I look at the station, I'm like, yeah, it's ugly and it's fucking gross, but it was expensive and it was built from zero, yep. which means, like, I can do this. Theoretically, because, uh, yet again, the world is probably... I've been kicked in the ball so much there, but the rest of the galaxy... Despite my like flirtatious demeanor, I'm basically Luke Skywalker being out there like everyone can steal and it's great. <laughs> um, but I mean, the idea is like, oh, if I if I had a month on that station, I would own that station and we could build even more stuff. Like anything's right. possible. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, I think that's that's something we'll kind of that's good for me to know. And I think something we'll we'll continue to build on, which is that idea of even though you're kind of after the finer things you actually have greater respect and appreciation for things that have kind of been shittily MacGyvered together because that shows that someone built it. Yeah, I feel like the extent of my goal isn't to become like an upper class like hero. It's mm-hmm. just to become like upper middle class and have built shit that's mine. Yeah. So just as kind of a, I think, a point of bond then within the party, um, I think you actually have, uh, even though he's a bit of a blunt instrument, uh, I feel like there must be some respect there for Fonzie because... Like the guy took a, a, you don't know it's a lightsaber, but he took a bullet to the head, but also kind oh, of do like. Do you wear your helmet around or do you, are you helmet off? Um, you have I've, to go into the menu to pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
That's a good question. I think I mostly like my helmet on because I'm a little self-conscious of the uh, metal plate. So in I'm, my head. have I seen you without it? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe when I'm, I'm when I'm inside, maybe I kind of like take it off. So on the ship, off, but when I'm outside, on. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like a hat. Well, then yeah, he's got history, man. He did shit. Yeah, and also like you look at his armor, and it's it's clearly been retooled, and now that it's got like. Meat yeah. hammers and knives, and, knives yeah. and, and magnets on it. Like, I'm like, he's an idiot, but what a successful, not dead <laughs> idiot. Because, like, if I'd struck out on my own at Falleen, I think I'd be dead. I don't think my siblings would let do me, you, like, try to start my own do you business. Do think that you know that that's true? Or is, is that something, like, I, I know that, like, as players we can agree that's true. But do you think that Brash knows that? I think Brash sort of thinks he's invincible in a lot of ways. Like, he's been abused enough, but he's always thought that if he's smart enough, he can win. But he's also a guy who didn't try to start his own thing on falling. He tried to steal, and when the heat got bad, he just took the right, fuck so off. It's a bit of the, like the Draco Malfoy syndrome, where it's like, yeah, I could be cool. I could be a Death Eater. Like, you want to be a Death Eater? It's like, no. Yeah, where he's <laughs> like, I could build my own thing. And they're like, she's going to catch you doing your stuff. And I'm like, I'm going with my uncle. <laughs> cool. All right. That, that's awesome. Great. Um, and uh, Fonzie, for you, um, you... Hmm... I think um, given your brain works in, a, in an interesting way, and I think that it, you're, you're discovering things about it as you go along. So this is something that I think uh, you and I can kind of continue to, to kind of play off of and figure out. I think in this particular instance, it's like the second you see this, like, you know, the, the hyperspace, like, fucking magic swirly screensaver thing drops away, you see this station, and I think immediately your brain is starting to pick angles on it. And it's not something you're consciously thinking but I think to some extent it's kind of a pleasant surprise. And I think anytime these things happen, so I'd say as a player, like keep your eyes open for that sort of opportunity where it's like, what are the things that hit Fonzie where he's just like, oh shit, like I, I really know how to do this. Um, and it can be smaller things. It could be like, like oh. Rediscovering my past kind of thing. <clears throat> kind of. And yeah. also just like what what's Fonzie really good at that like he knows from muscle memory. And I, in this way, I think it's kind of like, you know, any hardened tactician just looking at a space going, oh, okay. So like, here's the hard points. Here's the weak points. Mm-hmm. There's the port. And it's it's just because it's reflex. Like you you don't even consciously do it. Your brain just automatically runs threat stuff. So and it, it can be anything. But um, yeah, I am curious to see where those spots are. Like I'm going to give you this one as like a here's what's going on with you. Um, but as you find things along the way, feel free to be like, hey, here's a fucking weird thing that I think Fonzie like gloms onto. That's like yeah, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep your eyes open for that. Uh, so yeah, you look at it. Um, this thing looks. Uh, it looks bar fight defensible, if that makes sense. So if um, if anyone wanted to take this station, they could. Mm-hmm. But it's also rough enough that no one probably wants to. And it would be scrappy. It would either be like, go de- you'd have to go deck to deck. And th- this is like a, a brawl everyone on the station if you want to kind of join. Um, you don't see any exterior weapons. Okay. Um, which is a good sign. Um, so it de- definitely does seem kind of like one of those, eh, we're here. Like, fucking, you want to take us, come aboard, or we'll just blow... Like, it seems like the kind of place that would rather scuttle itself than fight... Like, either fight you deck to deck and then, re, like, fend you off, or they just scuttle the station. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also, I think it, it feels more familiar than, like, uh, certainly Agrippa's Palace. Like, it was uncomfortable being in there, and this ship is kind of uncomfortable for you, hence the janitorial closet. Um but like a place like that just kind of feels like it's like seeing like a, a restaurant you really like. You're just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, unf- well, yeah, it unfortunately looks probably too small to take your bike in, which is a bit oh. of a bummer. 
Okay. Was there a mechanic? No, there's a mechanic There's shop. a mechanic shop. Yeah, you, you could like... Sorry, when I say like too, too small to take your bike in, you could like drag your bike to the mechanic shop, but it's okay. not like large enough to like ride around in. Okay. Unless you're doing like <laughs> a, a fucking animal house leg. <laughs> like I you're riding in the casino. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ride through hallways the width of the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we gotta put that guy in our frat. Don't tempt me. Um Wicked. Um what do you and you can think about this when I cut to Tyler, but um I want you to think about what you what plan you set up the sweep sweep. Because like he's in your corner, so mm. give that a think. I'm going to catch a Tyler, and then we'll come back to you to you and figure out what's going on with Sweep Sweep. Uh, so Tyler, um, here's an interesting question that I'm curious to hear your answer to. Uh, you see this place, and it it's obviously a place where gambling could happen. Do you feel like you've been to places like this before? Like, are, are you that guy who goes into dive bars, being like darts? You say, I'll sign me up, and then like loses a bunch of money but makes a bunch of friends. Or would you just avoid places like this because they seem too lower class? I think he's been to places like this before. It's as a as a man of comfort, it's not where he likes to go or where he seeks out. But it's also I think he's lived too much of like a sheltered life where it's like it's a thrill and he doesn't know how like inherently dangerous it could really get. Yeah, it's like a stop on the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my karate teacher, who was also a, a translator, was in Japan with mm-hmm. his karate teacher and. Uh, they were drinking one day, and uh, this guy's like, "Oh yeah, drinks, drinks, drinks." And everyone's like, "Yeah, drinks." And he's like, "All right, come with me. I've got a great bar." And they like went like down through a bunch of like corridors, and they mm-hmm. ended up in a small room with a single table and a bunch of guys standing around. Basically, the older sensei just threw a bunch of money on the table and was like, "These are for the drinks. We're going." He's oh, like, man. "That was the yakuza bar." And the way they get you is they're just like, "Hey, have a drinks," and right. then you have drinks, and they're like, "All those drinks are hundred dollars." You're like, right, "Right, no," and they're like, <laughs> "Knives out." And you're like, "Okay, hundred dollars." <laughs> so I feel like maybe that was your experience, but you didn't. You just paid I it. You were just like, fuck it. Yeah, sure. hundred bucks. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were like, what, what, what the fuck yeah. just happened and, here? And then you like tipped and talked yeah, yeah. about how they should upgrade the decor. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, if you guys have a suggestion box, I'd like to fill out a card. <laughs> Look, I'll give you guys a good review on Space Yelp. Uh, I, cool. I think Vic, uh, looking at this station, uh, thinks a few things. I think, first of all, this game is as good as one. I think he's... Immediately, right. like, size it up. He's like, I'm going to be the best gambler that they've ever seen at that table. Uh, second of all, he's going to, he probably thinks, just given the kind of people coming and going, they could be, there could be some sort losers in there. Mm. So he's going to prepare for that possibility. He's going to want to keep dibs by him, kind of have him as like, and my, my man here, dibs, will be joining me, uh, not playing, but just by my side. So you're going to pull my him, bag man. Are you going to pull him off the fight? Because you can, you'll just need to find someone else to take a dive for um, the fist fight. Oh, right. If you're going to present that idea, if we just want to do a quick version of this conversation, yep. I mm. think we might, would, would Vic be willing to perhaps trade Dibs to the fight if we gave him Shatterstar and gave her a gun? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Dibs is going to bring his own gun uh, and also some of his close-up magic props uh, just to charm <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Vic. Vic is going to bring some of his close-up <laughs> magic. So we'll let Dibs you have puts that. his close-up magic kit back, and he's like, <sighs> "You can use that after the fight." Yeah. You know, it's not all that dips. But so we'll give you Shatterstar. We'll give her a blast or something suitably appropriate. Do you do you have an armory in here? Uh, no, I've just got this, and I pull out like my laser pistol and like drop it and like a oh, shit, <laughs> pick it up. And uh, I'm assuming we we talked about a bit about this like pre-game uh, when we we're talking about character creation. Oh, do you um, want to? Do- <laughs> So, holdout blaster, 
Yeah. Um, so I, I see holdout. What is a holdout blaster? So holdout blaster is uh, a very small, like it's it's essentially like the Derringer of oh, perfect, um, yeah. of blaster pistols. That's it. It's still a blaster. So it's not like a Derringer was like pew. Oh no, that like tiny ball got it's lodged just, in your shoulder. It's concentrated light still put a hole in you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's small enough that um, trying to find it on you um, actually gives anyone who's searching you an additional setback dice. Okay. Because it's easy to palm. So I'm imagining you have like a fucking classic. Um, like, like flick a of the wrist. Thing, yeah. That's okay. kind of how I was imagining it. Um, but it's like a you. bad magic trick where you flicked it and it just went, like the whole rod it's on fell out of your sleeve. <laughs> well, it, it, I flick my wrist and like like an ace of spade comes out. I'm like, oh, hang on. <laughs> I got the wrong one. <laughs> I flick my other wrist and the gun comes out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like, like, yeah, like it doesn't hit the stopper, right? So it just flies out. <laughs> like it just keeps going. You try and you catch it from the air. I you're catch like, it. Mm, first try. Yeah. I see the expression on Dib's face and I'm like, can you do a bird? In one of those sleeves, uh, Dibs. <laughs> oh, Vic or Dibs? Vic. I look at. I, well, Dibs looks excited. He's oh, the okay. magic guy. Dibs, so I looked at Vic. Dibs. Like thrusts his arm out and like uh, like a weird dead reptile bird comes flying out of his sleeve. Just fucking like thwacks against the wall, like and then just like slides down <laughs> greasily. And he kind of looks to all of you with a tada. And sweep, sweep's like, sweep, sweep. I'm going to slow clap. I feel like he earned it. I didn't know he had it in there. He's clearly had it in for a long time, but. <laughs> Full credit. Yeah. Um, Vic won't clap just because he's got spring-loaded shit <laughs> coming out of his hands now. So the springs can't. just clap. Like, yeah. <laughs> this uh, is good. We're going to have you two. We're going to separate you because I can't put this much skill in the same place. How does uh, how does Fonzie feel about magic? Uh, he was blown away. <laughs> he, it was like it, li- like it literally just appeared. He's He's like... He's starting to go into a ball <laughs> oh, no. on, on the floor because he's just like, but but things just he's like he's almost broken. I'll, he I'll needs he needs to be comforted back in and <laughs> it's okay it's gone. It's um, gone. Oh god. Okay, thanks, Fonzie. Thanks. I just I, I go over and I like take a knee next to him and I rest a hand on his shoulder and I'm like, you. Those were just illusions performed by men. And then I look over to see how far away they are. Uh, and they're pretty close. And I say it anyways. I'm like, one of them is an idiot. <laughs> I just leave it blank. Not knowing everyone will make the right assumption for themselves. He doesn't mean that, Dibs. But it was a trick. Oh. It was. A, see, if you look. Uh, and I just uh, like take the Dibs. The, the, are, I, I yep. like wave Dibs over and do it with him. Because I, I reach for Vic and I realize Vic's going to fuck this up. So now <laughs> like, somebody's getting shot. And I like take Dibs. And I just show, like, the thing within his sleeve. And then I'm like, extend your arm, Dibs. Uh, and he does, and you can <gasps> see it pop out. But then it goes back in. I'm like, so yeah. he's tricking me? He is oh, no. tricking you with the majestic hope. I realize I got to walk this back. <laughs> the majestic hope and joy. It's meant to be a, a celebratory act. Remember when he threw that corpse at the wall? I didn't know that was going to happen. Neither did you. If that surprise hadn't scared you, perhaps it would have been fun. It works I, pretty good with the ladies, too. But I, I thought friends don't trick friends. Well, there's a difference between a fun joke and a lie. Magic, in this case, is a joke. If he had said, give me five credits and I won't punch you, and then you gave him the credits and he punched you, that would be a lie. Hmm. Friendship is like love, and sometimes lovers do things that surprise you. Okay. Maybe maybe I'll try some tricks later on. Excellent. Perhaps in the ring, not right now. Uh, okay. Dibs, Dibs comes over to you, and, and um, he, uh, he kind of like 
pokes your shoulder, and then he he hands you the the reptile bird. Hmm. Oh, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around. He's like, he may disappear. <laughs> and then dips leaves. Hmm. All right, let's move past the corpse eating, uh, and perhaps we could all try to make some goddamn credits. <laughs> so the uh, the ship docks. Um, you kind of hear the the station droid guide you in on uh, the uh, airlock presses. Um, the door opens and uh, immediately like a ratty red carpet rolls through um, <laughs> and you can see um, an Ugnaught who's like a little like uh, they're the dudes who run around on uh, Cloud City and they're just kind of like little squishy faced guys um, kind of with like hair jutting out of the sides of their face. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he rolls it and he just kind of looks up at you and he's like. And, uh, uh, and then he lights a cigarette <laughs> and leaves. Um, and there's just kind of like a, a weird kind of vaguely Bioshock-esque like, welcome to Pleasure Dome, like <laughs> faded neon sign in like weird Star Wars font uh, that all of you can read. <laughs> Hooray. <Yep. laughs> um, but done in that shitty like. It's written in Imperial. We all have yeah, to be yeah, able to read like that. It's like written in that shitty kind of like <laughs> odd broken light, right. carny thing. Um, and, um, yeah, you can hear like, uh, sort of Muzak tunes playing, um, and clearly, um, they roll one of these carpets out at every airlock and it's, you can see there's like weird stains on it and it's kind of moth eaten and you're kind of looking down a long tunnel. Um, so, uh, all of you kind of, uh, Xanatos is like, well, <sighs> went in pleasure tumor. Um, and, uh, off you go into the, uh, into the station. So. Um, the station itself is, again, uh, it, it feels like a bunch of things that have been stapled together. That said, once you're inside, it's fairly easy to navigate. I think a good visual reference would be like a lot of Midgar in Final Fantasy VII, where it's just like there's a lot of rickety like metal stairs and walkways it's and that kind sort of, of thing. the industrial district, no matter what district you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, uh, it's a little bit like uh, Nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's just like a, it, it's, it's not obviously as big as Nowhere, but it's a, you know, a a more airy space than you thought kind of coming in that said there's clearly like demarcated spaces so the the casino is one space there there are in fact two restaurants one is called the good one one is called the bad one uh, oddly the bad one is much busier might be a greenland iceland situation you're not sure um and then um you can see there are kind of there's a lot of sort of overdone gaudy bullshit and then you can see kind of a couple of exit ways that go into the refueling station and maintenance that are actually much cleaner and look more like proper ports. What do you do? Well, we need a buyer. And we need, after these games get started, we're going to need Nix to be able to claim us some uniforms down at that area. Nix, do you believe you would have time to scout us an appropriate purchaser before you claim those uniforms, or should we send you to prepare us to take over refueling? Um, well, I mean, that, that, that's up to you. Uh, after all, you, you're leading the mission. <laughs> I do enjoy that implication. All right, so... Nix, if you could just uh, fly-fly around uh, and see if you could find us an ideal purchaser for the ship. Let's go scope out the casino and see if there might be a place for some blood sport. Yes, Fonzie? Sounds good to me. Come on, Dibs. Um, So if I'm understanding correctly, you want Nix to try and find someone to buy the ship, and then you're going to use the credits from the ship 
as the ante for the and, yeah. Thing. Unless unless there's a way, it, I, I don't know how these casinos work. This might be fall into my underworld knowledge, but mm. can I just go to the casino and get it staked, or do I need to yeah, sell? Yeah, you it? could just stake the ship. I'll do well, that. Like like I'll, I'll I'm the one who's buying in. I'll just like I'm betting my ship. That oh, way you can. It's a it's a Millennium Falcon kind of deal. You can just be like, yeah, here's my or or a pink slip from fucking Fast and Furious. I understand exactly what you're saying there, my friend. But remember what you said about my ability to sell. Oh yeah, that's right. I've been uh, soft selling my skills so far. All right, to the <laughs> casino, Nick's. Uh, we need refueling uniforms. Let's focus on that. We need to be able to replace the crew to refuel with myself, my uncle, and your charming. He self. puts his hand on the shoulder of the Wookiee he was just talking to and kind of just like um, both like caresses and like idly like gently kind of curls part of the Wookiee's fur around. And he's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I, I really we were so close to a deal. But uh, you know how these things go. <sighs> All... All deals and all wealth are fleeting. And then he just kind of like steps away fancily. And you see the Wookiee kind of go like with her wallet out. Be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was really excited about buying a PT cruiser. <laughs> with a golden bathroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Nix, uh, uh, Ryan, I think I'm going to get you to roll for Nix in this particular instance since you sent him on the mission. Uh, can you roll me an underworld, knowledge underworld? Um, it is... Uh, I'm going to say he's just scouting. So you're just looking for information, not the, you're not sending him to like try and steal uniforms, right? Um, I think I can probably assist with that when that's going to happen. Okay. Cause that would make some more sense for him, me and Xanatos. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, 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 I was going to say it's a, it's a bad goal to just send him to do it. So, um, I'm going to say one, uh, grab one difficulty die. So one purple, um, you can use your underworld and presence. Great. Okay, I have three presents and one underworld. So that'll be two green, two and, green and one yellow. Um, I'm going to give you... Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you two black uh, because this is unfamiliar territory and you're also... Yeah, wait, sorry. Are you trying to steal Imperial uniforms or refueling uniforms? The refueling team. Well, okay. I just want to get close right, so we can so, get on So drop, drop that down to one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's unfamiliar territory. You don't like the criminal side of things you understand, but also like the maintenance crew is likely, you can kind of tell from how well the maintenance corridors are kept up, likely a little bit, bit more put together. Um, and fuck it. I'm going to spend uh, a destiny point to upgrade one of those to, I want to spend one as well because <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. So, all right. So, uh, upgrade one to a challenge die and upgrade one to a proficiency die. Challenge, or you can drop you can drop my difficulty. So let's. I think that's actually how that works. So you'll drop that back down to a. Um, just keep it as a diff, as a purple just keep it as is. Yep, great. Yep, yep. Um, that may not be how this works, but that's how it's going to work today. Um, so we're going to say that um, that is a combination of um, the crew works really well, but also you spent a bunch of time picking the right courtesan for this. Uh, so Nix is actually perfect to just kind of be like, hey, fellas, uh, sorry, I forgot my uniform today. Like, let's let's get it sorted out. Uh, so go ahead and roll those, please. Okay. I have one success, three advantage, one threat, and one failure. All right. So the success and failure cancel each other out. You have two advantage, three advantage? Three advantage. One threat. And, and one threat. So... One threat cancels one advantage. So uh, I have two advantage. 
Yeah, so failed check, but two advantage. Um, so Nix finds that... Well, actually, we, we don't need to talk about this yet because you guys are doing other things. So Nix goes off and does his thing. Great, great. Uh, wicked. Okay, so what are the rest of you doing? Uh, I guess... Sorry, uh, go for it. Uh, Vic is changing. <laughs> Vic is going to change into some, an outfit that kind of really pops and 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 sends a message to anyone at the gambling table. I think he's going to wear um, some sort of like tight fitting robes, purple silk with like a long white silk scarf as well. So it kind of looks like a, a, a suit um, uh, and uh, a long sleeves and a, a big white wide brimmed hat and like small black spectacles. The little circles. So, like, Elton John suit, Morpheus glasses. Like, if Elton John wore a purple zoot suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love this. This is very good. Shatterstar is standing with you. He's the world's most awkward bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Dressed so, in mechanics uniform. Yeah. yeah, so Shatterstar comes out. Uh, she's also put on a scarf, but it's, like, clearly, like, one of her mechanics rags. Um, and she's just got, like, the equivalent of... Um, just like a giant monkey wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, she just slaps into her palm. She's like, what's up, fuckos? I'm a classy bodyguard. And then she just bangs it on the wall twice. Uh, oddly enough, in this joint, yep, <laughs> that tracks. You read the room well there, uh, Shatterstar. <laughs> Thanks. I've always wanted to go to a nice place. <laughs> a nice place. Uh, I'll show you a nicer place than this. Um, like, like almost literally anywhere. <laughs> Sir, it has a red carpet. A carpet that is red for fancy people. I'm a fancy person today. Fair enough. I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't let yourself plateau here. You know, I, wow. I I didn't, didn't occur to me. I could do anything but plateau. You haven't hit this, this, this ceiling is a glass ceiling. You got to smash through that glass ceiling. I mean, I do have this big fucking wrench. Yeah. And wrenches are usually for fixing things, but uh, break stuff with it, too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. She just throws it at the ceiling. It, like, bangs off the metal, lands in her hand. She's like, right, metaphors. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. That's really nice of you. All uh, right. Sir. Sir. No. Please. Call me Vic. All right. All sir right. Vic, let's roll. Now, walk like this. And I, like, <laughs> like pimp walk into the fucking place. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, uh, the fucking, like, Kramer pimp themes playing. Uh, yeah. Was it I think pick it up and like da 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 and she's like using her wrench as a pimp cane yeah. and she's trying to emulate you but she's really bad at it but also she's scary. <laughs> I was gonna say while they're doing that I am <laughs> finding whoever I can get a stake from that I could speak to. Pick up the pieces is the name of the song. Um, right. Okay. So um, I think you you kind of go to the the gambling. Um, Fence is the wrong term, but basically it's the, like the person who like changes for chips and everything else. Um, and yeah, you can see it, <laughs> the loan shark. This yeah, is well, I was gonna say, it looks like behind them looks like a pawn shop. Excuse me. It's my lunch coming back. <laughs> it's just the sounds of the space station. Um, yeah. Who's working? The, uh, is it Yoda? <laughs> no. It's <not>. <laughs> 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 We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? 
Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. In a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions. Jean-Carlo. We chef. Reformed criminal and celebrity chef Butch Orson. Prepare the brigade. We chef is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens. Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner! Butch is brought back. Hot. No, 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 no! For one. Last. Cook. Open. Pandora's oven. Yes, Chef! John Wick meets Hell's Kitchen in Yes Chef, a comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie, a genuine pleasure to see ya. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Reslayer's Take. Friends, it's Ryan here, and I'm very excited to be introducing you to a new series. If you're looking for a new all-ages tabletop role-playing adventure, you need to check out Critical Role's latest podcast, The Reslayer's Take. Taking place in the fantasy world of Critical Role, Exandria, you'll be guided through the wild continent of Isilra, home to some of the most dangerous creatures. Here, the Slayer's Take is the most notorious monster hunting group in the realm. But when this group's previously slain creatures start returning from the grave, it's up to six misfit mercenaries to band together and re-slay these supernatural threats as the Re-Slayer's Take. This party is led by a duo of game masters, George Primavera and Nick Williams, with the main cast including Jasmine Bular, Jasper William Cartwright, Caroline Lux, and Jasmine Shaw. So go check out the Re-Slayer's Take. Listen to new episodes every Monday anywhere you stream podcasts. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us and I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Uh, I was wondering when I'm going to see that guy. I was going to say, because we probably sent Xanatos along with uh, Fonzie yeah. and Dibs to find a fight location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, fuck, this is one of those weird things where like in d and I'm just like, fuck it, it's, it's a dwarf. And here I'm like, oh, but what race? Uh, let's say it's a Rodian, so like a, a Greedo-ass motherfucker. Yeah, uh, it feels right for this kind of place. Is, uh, is behind, the, um, uh, behind the fence, and um, as uh, you come up, um, you can see him like fiddling with uh, sort of like a voice box he's got installed in his throat. Um, and after like tuning it through a few languages that uh, you probably recognize, you're you're fancy enough. Uh, eventually, he he settles on basic, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, hello. Um, would you like some chips at our very fair and and reasonable rate?" 
Honestly, you're reading my mind, my friend. So, <laughs> oh no, we don't do that here. That is strictly forbidden here in the Pleasure Dome. These are the ethics that I've needed, and I lean and I look a little bit fabulous, and like my the the side of my jacket slips, revealing like a perfectly sculpted shoulder, like it's just flashing <laughs> a little bit more of of skin, and I run my hair through my top knot, and I say. I've got a ship that I'd love to stake for something reasonable. I mean, it's even got a golden bathroom. Check out these specs. Uh, and I just slide <laughs> the data pad towards the Rodian. Oh, a PT cruiser. Uh, I mean, I guess the golden bathroom is nice. You could melt the rest of the ship and just keep that, I suppose. There's a delightful racquetball court. <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> Didn't realize racquetball was an option. Um, Okay, so uh, he quotes you uh, 10000 for the ship, 2000 for the bathroom, and 1500 for the racquetball court. Racquetball is a surprisingly popular in Star Wars. No one has one. <laughs> so, like, when you find one, like, you got to lock that shit down. Oh, see, this seems... Uh, the thing that I love about all of these kind of places, uh, and my jacket just slips off my other shoulder and falls down <laughs> to my elbows. So I stand there and I lean forward and I just like bring my elbows in a little bit to play a little like man cleavage inside there. But <laughs> I make sure I lean back far enough that he can still see my abs and my pants are hanging very low. It's a very like Marvel Comics cover. We took a Rob Leefield cover and we yeah. switched it to a man. Uh, <laughs> And I just... He's like, oh, it's so weird that I can't see your wrists or ankles. I was going to say, and I turned, and now somehow he can also see my entire ass. Uh, the Hawkeye <laughs> Project come true. And I just say, the wonderful thing about these kind of establishments is that everything is just mm, a first offer <laughs> and a negotiation. So maybe we could work our way back and forth and bat these numbers around and find something that's even more fair. I don't want you taking advantage of me in the wrong way. Uh, and I flex <laughs> both of my pecs on the word wrong and way. <laughs> Sir, I appreciate the effort. I live in a pleasure dome. I mean, the brain is is willing, but the the flesh is weak and spongy. Uh, I I really, honestly, I, I I have a sex droid, sir. It's professionally built. I I, I I'm thank you, but n no. Also, this is a very fair deal for a very bad ship. Honestly, I mostly just want that racquetball court. I might just buy this if I win big. Look, you seem desperate. I'll kick in an extra 500 credits. I maybe maybe get some straps for that jacket. It doesn't seem to be staying on you. I pull at, it at back all. up and I'm like, I appreciate the sentiment, but yes, I'll take the money. Uh, like this is fine. This is fine. I'm uh, my feelings aren't hurt. This is <laughs> fine. Uh, and I just like stake the ship and take the cash. So, uh, and he turns to uh, as you like walk away. He turns to um, a, a robot that's smoking in the corner by just like putting a cigarette up against its face. He's like, "Can you believe that, Randy?" And it's like, "No, some people God. have so much nerve, hot stuff." <laughs> Yeah, and as I walk away, I go, be robots don't have pheromones, just to myself. <laughs> uh, and I take my data pad, uh, and I immediately, to a, a secret anonymous account, I take, because I've got 14,000 credits, I take the 4,000 off the top. <laughs> Let's just go to me to put it into like a little side so thing. I'm, I'm going to say, um, for just, I think because it makes the most sense, uh, that you and Xanatos, I'm going to give him a either Perfect Dark or Dragon Ball Z kind of over the eye thing so when you text stuff it kind of goes to that for him um and i think you two probably have a joint account like you just have somewhere that you dump 
Sure, it's like just like operating minor. expenses. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll drop 4,000 credits there, and that gives us 5,000 credits to stake for the fight yep. and 5,000 to stake for the Sabak. So uh, how, how the ship is showing up. How long do we have that we need to play this up for is the real question. Because here's uh, the deal. I don't trust Vic to not blow all of the no, money no, in like one the hand. Ship, the ship, you basically, you, you have part of this day to get stuff set up and it will be arriving by the end of the day. Again, they were like fleeing. So it, without the harassment they've kind of seen from pirates on the way, they would have been here like two days ago. So you have like a limited amount of time, enough time to set stuff up, but like, it's not like it's gonna be five days of him being like, hit me. Okay. So <laughs> then my plan is I, I'll get the all re- in, I guess to put my 4,000 away. I'll get the rest in chips. I'm going to give a thousand to Vic to uh to spend before we get to like where the ship is where we need the big excitement in the casino and i'm gonna give a thousand to like xanatos for like early fight betting sure and then we'll save four grand for like when we need to get the imperials out for the big fight and four grand i'll give to shatterstar and be like only give it to him (laughs) when the ship is here and we need to start the thing so that there's like money to throw around to meet money and then big money sure um can you roll me i I think i'm gonna do a skullduggery check for this sure um so yeah uh roll me some sweet sweet skullduggery please great i've got two in two cunning which is the one that that it's hooked to and i have one in skullduggery so that would be what am i rolling uh that would be green and a yellow. two green one yellow so you had two and one or uh, sorry oh no you had two and one so yeah one green one yellow um hmm uh, I'm going to give you a boost from uh, Xanatos, kind of running around, helping stuff out. Uh, I'm going to give you two difficulty die because this is unfamiliar territory. And it's it's like it, it would be one thing if you guys owned the station or if you'd like negotiated in advance. Like, hey, we're coming. We want to do a thing. But instead of just kind of showing up, you're like, big money. We're doing a thing. Um, and I think... Um, one setback, two setback, um, because uh, the station's uh, gambling is actually very heavily guarded, and the fact that you just staked a ship has everyone kind of on high alert. Um, I will say you guys can assist in this. This is kind of um, Brash trying to set set up the con. So, um, Vic, I think you can probably add one b- boost die to this role and you can roll it if you want, or you can let Ryan roll. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, just for like, I don't think you're actively trying to help the con just by you walking around being you people are like, Oh, he's here to lose money. Yeah. Oh, he just staked his show. Oh, Cause they're like, wait a minute. Like when Brash is doing it, they're like, I don't know. This guy seems like he's up to something. This is you. They're like, Oh no, he's rich and dumb. Let's do this. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know Fonzie that you could help in this particular thing. I think I'm busy talking with dibs about how to make this fight interesting and uh, working with Sweeperbot because he's he's still wearing the apron from before, right? So Unless you take it off him, yeah. So I like the apron because he's the ref, and I think I'm going to use him to literally sweep people towards the <laughs> ring to kind of like gather them around. And I guess Xanatos can like maybe be like... He's the, the Paul Heyman. Yeah. Everybody wants to see a fight. You kinda. know he's the Paul Heyman of yeah. this group. Okay, awesome. So uh, hang on to that. We'll apply that to your role when we get to it. 
Uh, all right, so go ahead and roll. roll I, I would also like to spend a point of destiny because I feel like we're fated that if this is going to work, we need to do. <laughs> so what does that do for so me? So that uh, can upgrade one of your um, your green die to a yellow die. Great. The odds are not in our favor, Tyler. So let's uh, let's throw some hope in there. Oof. I've got a success here for you. Oh, thank you. Okay, I ha- so we've got... Oh, my God. Tom, I'm just going to give you numbers, and I'm yeah, going yeah, to give you the math, because yeah, too yeah. many symbols. Uh, we have four threat Oof. and one failure. And then we have three success mm-hmm. and three advantage. All right. Is that counting Tyler's advantage as well? That yep. is counting Tyler's as well. Okay. So ultimately, that's two success and um, one threat. That makes sense to me. Okay. <clears throat> so um, you successfully managed to kind of ingratiate yourselves into uh, the community of the the station. You can tell that the gambling is. <laughs> uh, you can tell that the gambling After is. That Rodian wouldn't fuck me. I was really not confident, confident in our ability to pull this off. Yeah, like I'm. I'm not used to that outside of Falline. Um They told me I could fuck anyone. <laughs> Just have you like walk over like it's fucking falling over again. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not easy being green. Um why so blue? Uh so yeah, you managed to to kind of get in with the system. The problem is that I think by making such a show of it, um the the way we'll we'll say the threat plays out is that um you're being carefully monitored in the way that someone who wins too much is in a casino. So they haven't found you you haven't done anything wrong. Um, but the authorities are a little extra aware of, of your actions now. And that's partially because you've got Swagger McGee over here walking around, throwing throwing himself around. Loudly like, what do you mean you don't know how to make a Dagobah mode slide? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is Dagobah? Um, so if it was just him, this would be a perfect con, but also like, the fact that all of you arrived at the same time has just kind of gently, they're like, all right, well, him we believe, but like, there's also this, like Marilyn Monroe over here is like going around giving people the eyes and, and also being kind of sad. And they're not sure, but also they've got like fucking Paul Heyman walking around and be like, there will be such a match <laughs> today. And they're like, I mean, cool. We don't really do fight rings here, but we could. Um, cool. But nevertheless, you managed to get the system up. So I'm going to say that costs you your 2000 kind of table stakes. Great. Uh, but you do get it set up. Um, so Adam, uh, I'm going to get you to roll a brawl check, please. So that's brawl and add your melee. Uh, and this is you and dibs, uh, like properly coming up with, with a way to throw this match. Um, so because you spent some time on it, um, so uh, your brawl, I believe is two. Uh, that's brawn. Brawn. I'm sorry. Yes. Yep. So brawn is two. Uh, and then, uh, add your brawl. Let me find my brawl. Ah, uh, would it be brawl two. or melee? Bra- uh, brawl because they're fist fighting. Got it. Brawl is two and brawn is two. Excellent. Okay, so that means you will just have two green, two yellow. Isn't two it? green? No. Uh, so it's if you have more, like two and two, it's the same result. If you had three and two, it would upgrade. Oh, you get I one upgrade. Think. I don't think you get any upgrade if it's the same. You take the highest pool and then 
the advantage. I, I think I can look this up. Well, let's double check. Why not? <laughs> Probably good to know. Okay. Yes. So by having two and two, you would upgrade the two, um, two, uh, two yellow. So your two green become two yellow. Uh, in terms of upgrading, you can. Re- we're talking about destiny. We talked a little bit off air. Uh, yeah. The, the, basically, for anyone who's out there playing, if we're getting this wrong, we were looking at it. We were like, well, if two and two only yielded green, why would it would be better for you to just take one in brawl and you get yellow? So we figured this had to be the way to go. <laughs> um, okay, but you were talking about destiny. You wanted to use if yes. you could upgrade the yellows. Yes, yeah, so if I do like a use one of the check marks over there, the destiny. You, I don't think you, you can, can upgrade the yellows. You can can I add like a yellow. green or something? Uh, or? You well, likely can. Let me just double check what goes on with destiny. Man. And then he's going to hit you with so many bad dice, he's just going <laughs> to chop your arms off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a Star Wars game. Yay! Everyone loses a hand and don't hold the high ground. <laughs> or like, if you do, you can win or also lose, depending on if you're a bad guy or a good guy. Darth Maul has the high ground and loses. But then doesn't he like... Obi-Wan has the high ground and Oh, wins. wait. Has anyone seen Solo? I think it's a safe yes. bet yeah. okay. All right. that it came out last year, so we're fine. Because he comes back, right? He's just like, he's got like robot legs or something. That's right. Well, that's yeah. also in the cartoon show, I think. And somewhere else, there's going to be a robot top with just regular Darth Maul legs. <laughs> there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have spider legs. Like, I wanted to go full Wild Wild West. I just want legs, but like, there's just a tiny little dome above the legs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's mostly just legs just running around. Yeah, like... it's just got like black and red spray painted on it in a pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like, it does like a, like a leg sign language kind of thing. Like, so kind of like a, like a, a tap dance. It yeah, taps yeah. two for, like, one for yes and two for no. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. What should we do, Robo Dark Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I said, step, pause, pivot, pause, pivot, step, step, not step, pause, pivot, step, pivot, step, pause. Um, all right, so you can't, uh, you can't upgrade your dice further than that. That said, you can burn one of these guys for um, basically a spot of luck or a, sort of a deus ex. So if you want to spend one, um, I'll give you two boost die. Ooh, okay, sure. Um, and we'll basically say that's... Um, uh, it turns out that you and Dibs have actually learned um, Terrace Ka, the <laughs> shitty Star Wars martial art from that <laughs> fighting game. Oh. Masters of the Terrace Ka. Like yeah, we true. know it. Yeah. And okay. so you didn't know you knew it. But as you start to work, it's like, oh, no, we actually both know the same martial art. So this is much easier than we thought it was going to be because... It's basically sparring now. It's not like you can perform the katas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, the terrorist kata. <laughs> yeah, um, yay! That's the dance. Huzzah! Um, so I'm going to give you uh, one difficulty on this. Oh. Um, oh, but but I have brace. Can I remove my difficulty? Uh, that's oh, that's only a black re- one. Uh, yeah, and uh, brace is a specific maneuver you can do to prepare to get punched in the face. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, all, right. Awesome. all right. So you spend one point for that. Uh, cool. So go ahead and roll those for me, please. Oh, those. Well, they're almost entirely the blank sides of each die. <laughs> all right. So aye, aye, the, aye. Uh, I've got a bad feeling about so this. Just track the thing you have. Yeah. So the difficulty is nothing. The blues are nothing, and the. Uh, Proficiency is two successes and one advantage. Damn, son. Um, all right. So you, you definitely succeed uh, in, in figuring out how to throw this fight. It's very dramatic. Um, there's like, uh, you know, it, there, there's there's twists, there's turns. Um, Xanatos is like, 
offering like, oh yeah, and here I can be like, oh, he broke his leg. <laughs> uh, and just kind of like standard WWE style like commentary to make it sound uh, very dramatic. He yells, my God, the power. Like my five God, times. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> For an object. Oh my God. In all my years watching, I've never seen something so disgraceful in the sport of wrestling. They create a hell in a cell, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they, get, they get the Undertaker to drop mankind through. Um, so <laughs> They're both droids, but it's very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Under droid and the underdroid and droid kind. <laughs> kind. Oh man, I'd fucking I'd pay to watch that. Um, just keep and ro- you will Disney Plus coming out. <laughs> December of just this keep year. robot reigns out of it, and we'll be good. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Um, so, yeah, so you guys set that up. Um, uh, and with your advantage, um, I think, uh, yeah, okay. Let's say with the advantage people, um, you're doing this and like as you're training and kind of like working through the show and you've got um, <laughs> Underdroid and, and uh, Droid Kind <laughs> fighting each other. Um, the station actually starts to get very excited. Uh, this is a new, like they're good at hedonism here, but they haven't had fights. They should have. This is a this is a fucking no brainer. Okay. So they actually start putting up posters. They start getting like really excited and like there's a, a general buzz going. So the good news is that when the Imperials show up, it's not like you're gonna have to present this thing. This is like the fucking main event. Um, and I think uh, Xanatos is really helping like sell the like, oh man. Well, this is my man. His <laughs> name is Dibs. Because if you've got a prize, he's calling Dibs. Um, <laughs> and, like, people are getting really excited about Dibs uh, and, like, money starting to change hands. So very, very successful result. So I, I want to – can I ask Dibs? Because I'm really into his little trick sleeves now. <laughs> yep. Can I Can I ask if I can have them? Um, he um, – he like uh, kind of looks looks down at them, but then he he looks off in, the, in, in to one side and he sees like Vic walking around, and you can see in his eyes that he knows that he'll never be as good at close up magic as Vic, <laughs> but maybe you could be. Don't worry, I got a really good idea for a finisher using your magic sticks. It'll be great. The audience will never see it coming. And he's like, never see coming. That's good magic. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> and he, he takes off his, his gauntlets and he gives them to you. Okay. And I across the room, I'm just so proud he got over his selective mutism. He's <laughs> talked. You did it, Fonzie. Hey! The real magic is friendship. And then he turns to you and he's like, ugh. And he wanders off. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> and I turn red because I'm grumpy. So then I, I put on the gauntlets and then I put uh, like two knives into each of the gauntlets. Okay, wicked. Um, He's gonna kill Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's time for fight night. So, having uh, set that up, um, you guys are ready. Crowd's excited. Um, the table stakes are there, uh, and that, of course, brings us to Vic. 
Uh, so Vic, what what have you been doing to kind of like ingratiate yourselves with these tables? You the, like the the table stakes are there. You're playing. Are you playing well? What's going on? Um, I am stringing people along. I'm winning and losing enough. Uh, probably leading more towards losing, winning enough to kind of stay in the game. But uh, I'm 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 losing to have people keep thinking that I'm a cash cow that they should buy in and that this is so a like game a, to like watch. Like a, a classic, thing. like, hustle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to need you to roll me a check to see how successful you are. First oh, one for me. First <laughs> one we we learned Vic's biggest flaw is that he can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd say give me uh, cunning and either street ru- uh, streetwise or skullduggery, I think. I'll go with skullduggery. Sure. Uh, so that's two for Skullduggery and three for Cunning. Um, okay. I'm going to give you a boost die for the table stakes because uh, it helps that you legitimately do have money. Um, I'm going to give you a boost die for the outfit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you a setback uh, for um, Shatterstar because... As enthusiastic as she is, she's actually not great at selling this. Uh, she doesn't really seem like she fits the fits the motif here. Uh, Dibs seems more like the the guy. So you you did you did take a, a hit for that. Um, let's give you two two difficulty die. Okay, so two and sorry, two purple. Uh, yeah, and so sorry. How do I measure the ability and proficiency die when I've got? Two for skullduggery and three for cunning. Uh, so that means that normally you would have uh, so you take your, the highest result, which would be three green, three. and then you have skill of two, so you upgrade two of those green to yellow. Got it. So you have one green, two yellow. Okay. Um, I am going to use an ability that I, I can activate when I'm doing a skullduggery check, which is a convincing demeanor. So I remove one setback die from those rolls for uh, deception or skullduggery. Oh man, he's so convincing. So I'm just <laughs> convincingly an idiot <laughs> that people think they're taking advantage of. <laughs> um, yeah, so people keep looking at Shatterstar and they're like, oh man, she doesn't seem like the kind of bodyguard that the, the high roller would hire. And then they see you and they're like, oh, maybe this guy though. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, look at all hearts. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All what, a, what a nice reds. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all uh, right. Uh, wicked. So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So we've got... Oh, wow. That's pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we've got... I've, I've mathed it out. Or do you want me to kind of read it out and we'll oh, go through it together? Fine. Yeah. Okay. So that is one advantage and four successes. Holy shit. You're doing good. You're the dumbest man in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Jesus, that is a lot of success. Uh, okay. <laughs> so. You own the gas company now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say you have won 2,000 credits entirely by accident. Uh, but you also have a skill that gives you 10 extra percent on gambling winnings. That is. Correct. Yeah, plus ten percent more credits when so I gamble. Be, what two hundred? Twenty two hundred. Yeah, twenty two hundred. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you 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 still successfully lost, mm-hmm. but you've also successfully won um, a bunch, like uh, a side pot or something. Yeah, but like you've done it in a reasonable way, so no one's like fuck this guy. Um, and I think with that many successes, um, it's a little bit like when 
an asshole on Jeopardy wins too much, or this is true of poker as well, where it's like, just like one of those guys who's like, oh, I'm wearing my shades and my hoodies. And we're <laughs> like, fuck you. You're really entertaining, but I want to see you go down. Or right. like just that person who's like had too long a run on Jeopardy. Like, yeah, we get it. You're smart. Ken Jennings. <laughs> you're the miles teller. <laughs> space yes. A hundred percent. So what's interesting is everyone has a bit of a love hate relationship with you. Now the crowd is actually like really excited to see you play. Right. Um, but it's equal parts like, Oh man, is this the day? It's, it's like, it's like, uh, like if I win this hand, drinks for everybody. But then when I win the hand, I will also be like, show me the money. Like, they just can't decide if they love me or hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it means that ultimately, like, people are fucking in. So I'd say ultimately now, you guys actually kind of have this station excited. Like, Right, right. Um, I think it's uh, the best way I can think to put this is, like, the station essentially, a lot of the gamblers who are there and a lot of the drinkers and, and, and kind of rough and tumble folk, um, they're bar flies. They're here all the time. Mm. So they're kind of used to a certain cadence and everything else. But you guys have actually really shaken it up. They're like, yeah, there's this fucking crazy guy in a hat who just keeps buying drinks <laughs> and yelling at people. Um, there's this dude who who I, th- I think thinks he's really attractive, but like, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> but like, he, he seems, I don't know, he's got money. Uh, and there's going to be this great fight tonight. Like the entire station is buzzing. So I'd say collectively, based on all of your successes, this went from okay, we're, we've got a couple of things that might distract people to it would be like showing up in well, I mean, right? You literally live this. It's like showing up in Vegas when it's like the McGregor Mayweather fight. It's like things are fucking buzzing, and it would be very hard to not pay attention to what's going on here. Um, so you're in prime position, which is good, um, because you kind of hear, uh, an announcement over, uh, the loudspeaker, uh, saying people of Anarch three, please prepare for refueling. This is an emergency broadcast from Imperial shuttle X three twenty two, requiring immediate refueling at your earliest convenience. Um, and kind of everyone on the ship's like, yeah, fuck you. There's a lot of like jerk yeah, off yeah. gestures and like, no one really gives a shit. Um, but you can definitely see maintenance crew and stuff being like, oh shit. Like the maintenance crews are like, let's go. People that are working here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. And um, I blast a text to Nick's and Xanatos and I'm like, Nick's, where are you? We need these uniforms. Um, we, you had two, two advantage, two, two advantage. Two advantage. Yeah. Um, we smash cut to um, Nick's in bed, kind of sheepishly looking at your message, feeling <laughs> slightly guilty and being like, I'm I'm at the bar. I'll, I'll be there soon. Uh, and then it kind of looks looks to the guy who's passed out next to him uh, and kind of very quietly creeps out of bed um, and starts grabbing uniforms. And that is where we'll leave it for today. Ooh. This episode of Dumb Scum and Villainy features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Adam McNamara at Adam McNamara13 on Twitter, and our fantastic game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. 
Our theme song is In Orbit by Chronox, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now get out of my shop. I'm a Toydarian. Your Jedi mind tricks do not work on me. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.